let's talk about it. All this brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk I am about unapologetically it. progressive in efforts to fight for the people. Gotta exercise our voting rights and then push the needle. I'm walking tall because I know that y'all expect me to lead. To push the message, I am willing to bleed. I gotta get what I need. That's social reform. That's prison reform. I'm highly informed. Don't put down a pen. I got a list. I can't resist. I preach it till I talk with a list. And who you know gonna give it to you like this? And here on KBL, yeah. they talk yeah. 1580. We gonna get it. We gon' get it. The whole world don't smile out of your media. The others tell it, but they truths have some limits. We got that food for soul, not what they feeding ya. Black lives matter all the time. Yeah, let's talk about it. About the school to prison pipeline. Yeah, let's talk about it. Police brutality out of line. Yeah, let's talk about it. All these thoughts running through my mind. We gotta talk about it. Need a little extra time today, Andy. Andy back in the spot. Good to see you, King. Yeah, let's talk about it. We got a lot to talk about right here. KBLA Talk 1580 Middays with Danny Morrison. You know, I had an entire show planned in advance for today that was going to openly discuss the knuckle-dragging Jethro's all over Twitter. For those that didn't see it, you know, a small fracas took place on Sunday after Trump's cocaine-induced and heartless and mindless animal trophy-hunting spawn, Donald Trump Jr., self-owned himself by reposting White House job creation numbers that strongly benefited President Joseph Biden. I believe the junior thought that retweeting the post would generate widespread support from the uh, brain-dead sycophants out there, but instead, it did exactly the opposite. Trump-hating citizens like myself, from all around, took it upon themselves to lambaste Trump, his entire family, and the putrid job that he did as the artificial commander-in-chief. But within that thread, there were some of the clueless that still believed that they could be Trump supporters, yet and still be inclusive on race. Nothing could be further from the truth. It reminded me of a listener telling me that she was surprised how little I mentioned Trump last week in my series on short-term fixes for the black community. She's right. And later this week, I'll give you a full broadcast diagramming on why your remaining Trump-supporting friends are exactly who you thought they were and why they are dangerous to your circle as we march further into 2022. Join me. But today, I had to get this one out of my mind. It was too important to place on the back burner. This topic of conversation was steadily tearing at the fabric of my cerebrum and practically wrote itself as I was traversing the Interstate 5 on my way home from my hometown yesterday. And I couldn't wait to get home to put it on paper. You see, on the KBLA socials as we speak, posted Saturday morning is a shared tweet from a queen named Gloria Alamru. It was a deep, insightful, yet poignant perspective on the plight of the African-American female. She wrote, and I quote, My therapist said something in our last session that I just can't get out of my head. Black women don't often realize they're struggling with depression or anxiety. Instead, they think they're failing. End quote. Wow. Powerful, huh? That tweet knocked me on my behind. No, I'm not a black queen myself, obviously. But I'm surrounded by a few every day while I share time with my family, friends, co-workers, associates, and otherwise. And I can relate to that message. Let me give you some anecdotal yet God's honest truth. From what I see and hear. From my personal perspective. The vast majority of the black women in my life appear to be unhappy. Stressed. Perhaps, perhaps even depressed. In some way, shape, or form. And a lot of the time, through no fault of their own. And I didn't realize it until I read that tweet. 
and it breaks my heart. You gotta understand that this Monday opening monologue is being delivered from a man that was raised by a single mom of six kids. A woman who was regularly mistreated and abused by my joke of a father. A woman whose emotions were toyed with regularly by a man that knew that he captured her heart in a vice and refused to let go. A woman who struggled financially practically her entire adult life even though she birthed six children for a man that would eventually leave her behind. All while he had another entire family on the other side of town. And a woman who I watched in person fight to reclaim her confidence and even her identity while trying to raise her children at the same time. I may not be qualified to deliver an official diagnosis on my mother, but I know what depression looks like in the eyes of a black woman. And that tweet reminded me of another tweet that coincidentally was reposted on our socials 10 days prior that could be an extension of this conversation as well. It was posted on New Year's Eve borrowed from a queen named Tivrax. She was quoted as saying, and I quote, as you get older, you really understand your parents had trauma too. In an era with less therapy resources available, I had to stop being so angry, end quote. Hear, hear, queen. There's a lot of us African-Americans that have estranged relationships with a parent. Sometimes both parents. Put your hand up if you haven't spoken to one of your parents in a long time, by choice. I know there's a lot of hands up right now, and I'm not immune. It's easy for us to criticize them for not being the parent that we thought they should be when we were just a child. But hindsight is 2020, And as we all know, it's tough being black in America. And we should give all give grace to those parents that were given overwhelming obstacles to overcome and somehow made it through the storm. With practically no resources available to them, especially back in the 60s when my mother was starting to become a mother. So as long as they recognize the error of their ways in 2022, my advice is that we should at least try to give them grace. God would expect nothing less. And that's why I want to talk directly to the queens that regularly listen to this broadcast today. No, I don't want to turn this into another battle of the sexist conversation because those debates are quite ubiquitous all throughout radio, TV, and social media this month as a lot of women are making New Year's resolutions to reset their love lives for the better. I see y'all. Congratulations. However, no, I want to talk about you personally and how you continue to overcome despite the odds. I have a number of female African-American friends that are going through similar traumatic trials, and I'm willing to bet that the vast majority of what they are going through is a shared sacrifice with the majority of the queens in my listening audience. And I'm also willing to bet that I can give you the top five things that you're dealing with. Things that are tinkering with your mental health as we speak. With statistical help from the Kaiser Family Foundation to prove it. The first is that man. Again, I don't want to turn this into a gender debate. But I'm watching relationships deteriorate all around me. And I bet you are too. Black love was already on life support even before the pandemic and COVID-19 came and put the smack down on a lot of black relationships and ended them once and for all. Especially the ones that were already teetering. According to Kaiser... 56% of black families saw the pandemic have a negative impact on their relationships with family. 
Not only are you not by yourself out here, but the deterioration of a relationship is 50-50. Yes, I know that you were working hard to break the chain of divorces in your family tree. But protecting your individual heart and health are far more important than your family history, okay? Cut that cat if you have to. If you haven't already. The second is those kids. Look at those beautiful babies of yours. Shining, huh? Kings and queens, huh? You created those diamonds. However, one-third of black parents say the pandemic has had a major impact on their ability to care for their children. Versus only 13% for white parents. And black people are more likely than their white counterparts to live in households with someone whose health status or age leaves them particularly vulnerable to the virus. Plus, black people are almost twice as likely as white people to know someone who has died because of the coronavirus. I'm willing to bet that you are juggling caring for your mom and dad while also trying to care for your children right now. Yeah, you. I see you. It seems unfair, doesn't it? It's unfair that you and your parent have somehow switched positions. They appear to be the child now and you are the guardian. But just know that your riches are waiting for you in heaven for choosing not to place your parent in a convalescent home. No disrespect to those facilities, but your mom and or dad are in a far better place being alongside you in the twilight years of their lives. Even though it's the toughest job you'll ever have. And your kids will understand sooner rather than later that your heart was in the right place and that time sacrificed was you always trying to do the right thing by your parents. The third thing is your job. I have a number of female friends that just didn't want to go back there. I even have a few that never did. A couple even secretly admitted that they didn't that they wanted the quarantine extended so that they wouldn't have to step foot into that building ever again. And I see you sitting in that cubicle right now. You've been there 10 plus years. Yeah, you've gotten a couple wage increases and perhaps even a promotion or two. Your boss might even drop a Target or Walmart gift card on your desk from time to time. But you're having second thoughts on whether you actually want this to be the career that you retire from. Yes, it's pay the bills and everything, but you feel that you can do so much more. You have boundless talent and you're wasting it in that building that you walk into every single day. I salute you for still excelling at a job that your heart was never even in. But I challenge you to make 2022 the year where you make the jump. Because you'll excel anywhere you go. I believe in you. You got the goods. You always have. You always will. The fourth is those bills. Look, the pandemic has left one-third of black adults struggling to pay for basic necessities, including about half of black women with children. Half of black adults said someone in the household has lost a job, been furloughed, or had their income or hours reduced since the pandemic struck. Among black parents, the number rises to two-thirds so as you can see, millions of African-Americans are struggling with their bills just to try to keep their heads above water. And just because you might be struggling too, that doesn't mean that you're dropping a ball on caring for yourself and your family. Some things are beyond your control. And God taught me a long time ago to never stress over something that I can't impact directly. And lastly, your health. 
So again, just like Gloria Alam so eloquently stated in that tweet, you're not failing, you're mentally and emotionally struggling. And it's okay to not be okay. It's even better to say that you're not okay. Look at you. Still there. Still rising. Against all odds, showing the world that you could still get it done despite having every obstacle in front of you that you should have broken your spirit a long time ago. Remember that man that told you that you would never do better than him and that you're nothing without him? Remember that job daring you to leave because they believe they can replace your position with someone younger, better, cheaper? Remember those friends that would talk behind your back saying that you've lost your way in life and you ain't the person that you used to be, remember? Just know that according to NAMI, the National Alliance on Mental Health, 63% of black people believe that a mental health condition is a sign of personal weakness. Yeah, 63%. That is practically two-thirds. And I don't want you thinking that because things aren't going the way that you planned them, somehow you are a disappointment. A child of God that loves her all and gives it her all could never be disappointing, queen. And I know that you're just in the process of turning your test into a testimony. Because let me tell you something. Right now, you might be going through a trial in your life that's a little too tough to handle by yourself. You either, one, don't want to call anyone for assistance because you're embarrassed. Two, you don't know anyone that can help you with your problem. Or three, you have people around that already know but haven't offered assistance. Yet there is one person that always calls. Always answers calls to. You know what I'm talking about. I'm talking about God, the G-O-D. I'm not being coy about this either. Prayer is real. God is real. And a small conversation with him changes things. I'm speaking from experience here. Your internal fake friend and family filter will expose to you exactly who is in your corner during the crisis you're experiencing right now. And trust me, if that person that you thought that you could count on falls short, they were never close to you to begin with. The people that talk behind your back are petty. The people that run from you are cowards. And the people that won't stand in your corner, you don't want them there anyway. They're takers, not givers. Trust and believe. On the flip side, to anyone that is listening right now, you know someone that's going through a crisis right now. Remember them? Call them. Ask them what you can do. Ask them what needs to be done. Ask them how you can help. When people go through problems, they feel alone, isolated, abandoned, like no one cares that they're hurting. Be the person that reaches out and saves them. Do that today. Don't wait. You could brighten someone's darkness in an instant with God's help. But if you feel you do need some assistance with your mental health, call NAMI. 1-800-950-NAMI. That's 1-800-950-NAMI. Or visit their website at nami.org for more information and additional resources to contact for help. In December of 2019, R&B pop star Lizzo told British Vogue this, quote, I do have anxiety and it's an interesting part of my experience. My heart is racing and my brain is firing off and I'm just making all these jokes and then I'm like, actually spiraling. The louder and funnier I am, you should probably ask me if I'm okay. End quote. Well said, Lizzo. And Queens, you are not by yourself out here. 
and we kings appreciate you. We don't say it enough, no matter what you do. We just need to do better at recognizing helping you while you do you. But that's just me. Tell me what you think, LA. Huh? Queens, can you relate to anything I'm talking about today? Do you suffer from anxiety? 16%, which is 4.8 million of black and African-American people reported having a mental illness and 22.4% of those 1.1 million reported a serious mental illness over the past year. How have you been feeling these days? Also, how did the pandemic affect you? Did you suffer a breakup during the pandemic? Did you leave that supposedly good job? What major changes did you make at the height of the pandemic to preserve your mental health? And lastly, how's your mental health right now? What can you tell other women to help them through the storm? Did you also suffer from depression, thinking that you were failing in life, huh? And what are some resources to tap into to help other women overcome? Holla at your boy, your voice of the change, your voice of the community, your voice is on. 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. You can also stream us via the brand new KBLA streaming app on your app store, iOS or Android. It don't matter. That same app allows you to send me your questions and comments that I will answer live at different intervals throughout the broadcast, plus... Like, share, and follow your favorite radio station live on our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at KBLA1580. Feel free to follow me at Danny Mo Show on those same platforms, too. Plus, me and my men, they partner in crime, Andy in the building. What's up, King? We'll take your comments via the ecosystem of our social network and check this out. When we come forward, I will add another sub-series to add to the topic of conversation. I cannot take credit for this one because I used this meme that I lifted from Twitter a few months ago and posted it on my socials accordingly. I don't quite know who the author of the meme is, but it garnered some great responses and even implored a couple people to seek out help regarding their mental health after reading it. So considering the topic of conversation, I felt it was perfect content for me to bring to you today. My seventh series today is actually eight. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. You probably should seek professional help if you feel yourself starting to drift into a bad place, but I might be able to help you recognize the warning signs to help you make the important decision and make that call. Ride with me throughout the show. Muy importante. Add to the conversation with your phone calls when we come forward. Welcome to Middays with Danny Morrison on Unapologetically Progressive KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's ride. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Riding with Danny Morrison until the wheels fall fall off. Middays with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Yeah, man, we black in a spot, huh? Another episode, Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580, discussing how mental health is mental wealth. And how some of our queens are misrepresenting themselves as being failures when they may be struggling with their mental health instead. Andy, I don't know your history. You know, I don't want to put too much of your business out there, but I grew up with a single mom, six kids, all got the same daddy. And I know people say, why you say that? Because it seemed like I always got a qualified. Every single time I say it, yeah, we all got the same daddy. But uh, did you watch your mom? Are you a product of a single parent household? Um, I want to say until about 13 years old, um, I was raised with both my parents um, until they split. Um, and then from 13 on, Pretty much, you know, was raised in a single household. Did you watch? Did you stay with your mom or your dad? I stayed with my mom. Uh, did you watch your mom try to navigate, trying to, you know, keep some balance, some semblance, some normalcy in the household? You know what's crazy 
is she was she just always appeared very strong. Mm. So I can't say that I really seen her struggle, so to speak. Um, you know, not not to put too much information, but you know, my my father was abusive. Mm. You know, so I seen my mom and dad get into it yeah. a lot. Um, in a lot of ways, it was kind of like a, it was a blessing that that they split. Absolutely. And I remember my father, and, and, and shout out to my pops. You know, what I'm saying he wasn't he wasn't the perfect individual, but you know he he took the time to talk to me and just let me know it's not about you, it's us. This, that, and the third. A lot of it had to do. I'm not even gonna lie. Uh, you know, my mom was the breadwinner. Mm. My father really couldn't keep a job, so ego, <laughs> little, little ego would play here. Yeah, a, a lot of that ha- played into it, and so you know, just from from day one my mom just always showed strength so i can't really say that i saw her like trying to balance things although i know that's what she was doing well it's funny how you mentioned strong black woman i think the actual phrase the actual uh um tagline that they put on black women saying that they're always strong has actually been a detriment to black women all over the country i I agree with you (laughs) black women are always trying to uh, uphold themselves as being strong they can't cry they can't show emotion they always have to be the rock in the family when the truth is you shouldn't have to be yeah you shouldn't have to be black women have been holding down our communities for generations man they have to be strong all the time you know while black men we get cut a break a lot of the time we could go to jail, do something wrong, commit crimes, unspeakable crimes, and get out, get nothing but embracing love. We we'll throw a party, you know, a cat could harm somebody, go to jail for ten years, come out, everybody throwing a party. <laughs> meanwhile, the, <laughs> meanwhile, a black woman been at home holding things down, taking care of Johnny, making sure he goes to school, keeping him out of trouble in the roughest of neighborhoods, yeah. and we don't pay attention to none of that. Don't even give her a party, and she out on her birthday. It's just. That's why I, I cringe sometimes when I hear, uh, she a strong black woman. It's like, you know what? Just the fact that she's a black woman makes her strong. Well said. Genetically makes her strong, you know? But, uh, yeah, I'm with you. I'm with you. Women got a different type of strength than men, though. Oh, they way stronger. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not talking physical, you know what I mean? But, I mean, what you're talking about. We're punks, man. Are we going to keep it real up in here? You know, a lot of black men in my DMs hit me up every now and again. They go, man, why you always beating up on the men? I go, because I'm just speaking truth. Stop me when I'm lying, as I always say. Black women, they're, they're outdoing us in every single segment of society. Going to school, they're graduating from college at a much higher rate than we are. Holding down jobs, higher paying jobs than we are. They're staying in the household. And here's the crazy part about the entire thing. Not only are they going to school and excelling in jobs and commerce, whatever, the whole nine, they're doing it while taking care of our kids because we ain't there. They're doing it at the same time. It's co- And we wonder why they may be having some mental health issues in 2022. Right. <laughs> Just, I don't know. But that's what we're talking about today. Okay? I just want to know if the queens that are listening are okay. You may not want to come in and call in and put your business on Front Street. But I'm hoping that you call in. And just give a little, sprinkle a little nugget on those queens that may be listening that you might be able to inspire today. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic now. Middays with Danny Morris at KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. Middays with Danny Morris. It continues when we come forward. Broadcasting live from Lamar Park, USA. Welcome back to your home for unapologetically progressive radio. KBLA Talk 1580. Yeah, man. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580 discussing how mental health is mental wealth and how some of our queens are misrepresenting themselves as being failures 
when they may be struggling with their mental health instead. Phone calls pouring in. Let's go to Kina. Kina, give me your height, your color, and your hood, Queen. Five, six and a half. Oh, about 155. Representing the LBC, Long Beach. The LBC, hey, check it in. Come on, let's go. Yay, yay. You know, I didn't ask what your weight was. You voluntarily tossed that out there, but if you want to go ahead. <laughs> You want to put it out there, that's all you. <laughs> I ain't going to stop you, know what That's saying? my pandemic weight. Before the pandemic, I was a size five. Who I've been eating. But anyhow, Danny, love you. I love you. I love you too, Quinn. I love you. Okay. So, um, you know, I, I I was really active in yoga and cardio. And in the pandemic, quarantining, I, I did stop exercising. But prayer. Real quick, Kena, I don't, I don't mean to cut you off. I'm getting a ton of feedback. Okay. Are you Are you driving with the window down or what? Oh, no. I, I'm uh, away from the car. Okay. I, sh- I took you off Bluetooth. Okay, okay I'm going to walk away from the car some more. Is right. that better? That's a little bit better. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, spiritually tying into positive, inspirational quotes, I utilize the calm. Um, my brother is blessing me for my birthday with membership to Planet Fitness. And I am aware I have a mild form of obsessive compulsive disorder, so I'm constantly sometimes overthinking things, trying to find a fix, but I have to give it to God. I, 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 I'm an in-home care provider. Um, people still need to be cared for, and that's how I've been trying to just balance in it and loving on my grand, grandkids. I have 10 beautiful grandkids, so I, that's how I balance all this. Keena, I can't believe that you do, I can't believe that you can do it because you have children, obviously. You have grandchildren as well. Then you have to go to a facility and care for older people. That's a lot, yeah. Queen Hannah. Heck do you pull that off, really? Um uh putting God first and foremost every day. I give it to God because mm. I still have, like you say, earn a paycheck. I've had to fight with, you know, some of these agencies to validate what I'm asking for. I mean, you know, I'm buying out of pocket most of my can on fives, but I have to show up and, uh, you know, just try to stay protected. I get tested weekly and I just, that's what I'm saying. I, I, I'm giving it all to God. Cause I think to be truthful, I, I took a cousin from the hospital who tested positive and we stayed masked up mm. and I didn't get it through her. My daughter, my old, my eldest daughter, she, she was like, mom, I'm sick over here. I don't know if it's the flu, what it was. I went clean her house. I've not been exposed, so God is protecting me. That's all I can say, because I, I must serve those who cannot do for themselves. I work a servitude, and I love all my grandchildren, and none of them are vaccinated, so they mask up, and, you know, we fist bump, we, you know, blow kisses, and um, it's just, I, I, I wish this pandemic would go away, but I'm not trying to make it fit into my lifestyle. I'm, I'm, I'm following more quarantining and not socializing, and no, I'm not trying to get out here and get back with it. That's that's what I say. I put God first and foremost, and he's, he's guiding us through this. So whether we're vaccinated or we're not vaccinated, it's just giving it to him because he, he reigns on the throne. And, you know, he's calling everybody home sometimes, you know. Mm. <laughs> I mean, death is a part of, of, of what we must accept. We are born to die. Mm. So whether it's due through this, uh, I think, germ warfare per se, but... Um, could be a purging of, of, of the planet to a certain degree, but hey, love on our loved ones and um, just keeping him first and foremost. Wow. First and foremost. And I tell everybody, I'm texting, I love you, you know, keeping you uplifted. One day we will get together and hug and kiss and slob on each other. But until that day comes, I, you are in my thoughts and prayers, everyone.
Everyone. That is one of the best calls we've had this year so far. Give her call of the day. Go ahead, Andy. Gotta give it to the queen. Gotta give it to the queen for coming in and setting the tone for today. God bless you, Kino. Be safe and, uh, you know, you might get down to 150. You never know. Take care of yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, you the man, you the man. I listen every day. I got y'all downloads on my phone. I love y'all. Uh, we love you too, Queen. Have a good one, okay? All right. Keep it coming, baby. Peace. We will. Yeah, she's right too. Like, tell that person that you love them. You know? Like, how often a family member, a friend, I've told you guys multiple times on this broadcast, like, even cats I don't even know. You know, as I'm driving around L.A., getting to know the spots, getting to know the owners, just getting to, you know, be out there with the people, shaking hands, kissing babies in the whole nine. You know, I'll grab brothers, you know, and they trip out. They look at me like, who's this cat from Bakersfield? What is he? What is he doing? I think he just committed four crimes just hugging me just now. I don't care. Damn your COVID. I don't care. I hug cats and I look at them on the eyeball. I go, I love you, King. You should see their face light up when I do that. You should see. Because keep it real. I mean, uh, the, all those of us that are in the black community out there listening, all right? How many times growing up were you told by a parent, I love you, right to your face? Better wasn't often. I better wasn't often. Did they love us? Yeah. But we already talked about how they were being traumatized too. They didn't know how to show love either. They came from broken homes too. And they didn't have resources available back then to help them move along the way. So what? They didn't know how to express themselves. And they didn't have self-help books. And they didn't have Oprah Winfrey on the air. You know? They didn't have people trying to navigate them in the right direction. So they just kind of bottled it all up. And we're trying to break out of that. We're trying our best. I always try to be more expressive with my kids. I try. You know? Tell them that you love them. Hug on them. Kiss them. Tell them. Let them know how important they are. We have to. And not just your kids, friends, family. By the way, even the ones you can't stand. Give them grace. Let them go. But give them grace. I can love you from afar. I got friends that I will not hang out with. We're going to talk about that later in the week. My Trump supporting friends that I've kicked out of my life. Peace. I'm good. Do you, boo. Keep that same energy. Go on. But God tells me I got to forgive him. I just ain't got to ride with him. <laughs> Let's go back to the phones, Andy. We got Morris. Morris, come on. LBC, check it in today. Morris, give me your height, your color, and your hood. Let's go. Lord have mercy. This must be Officer Danny Moe. Um, <laughs> six, six foot one, Long Beach, California. LBC! Yay, yay, What's on your mind today, King, huh? Hey, man, I'm, it's black, and I'm with all of that, man. That's a fact. However, some narratives we can't racialize, all right? You know, the white boy going through the same thing. and That brother's on opiates. His life expectancy is going down. He ain't got no health care protection. Mm. That fool ain't got no good-paying job. That's why he was in Washington, D.C., you know, that's, we, don't, we don't talk like, we don't vent our frustrations like that. But this disease that's hitting everybody, it's hitting everybody. Everybody's getting no pass. The white people and the black people, all of us are suffering from post-traumatic stress syndrome. Everybody is. Suicide is up everywhere. The surprising thing about the suicide rate is the kids are killing themselves. So, I mean, everything you talk about relating to us, you best believe everybody. Danny Moe telling you all the truth. However, we ain't got monopoly on that stuff. That's all. Y'all, y'all behave yourself. I appreciate you, Morris. Morris is exactly right, but the problem is uh, they've always had the 
the wherewithal to do something about it. We don't. We don't. It seems like, you know, you know, racism is a disease, too. And we got to deal with that. We've dealt with that since the first uh, enslaved feet hit the shores of Virginia back to 1619. We've always had to deal with it. Did we have resources available to make sure that the enslaved had, you know, health care, mental health care, any type of health care? Hell no. So to put white people in the same category as us here in 2022, I refuse to. Yeah, are they really abusing of opiates? And especially up in the Northeast, it's a problem. It's a problem. It's tough being white in America, man. <laughs> I'm being facetious as you know. Oh, uh, yeah, I figured that. <laughs> that just reeked of sarcasm. It's tough. I think the reason that they're struggling is because the world is changing, man. They struggling with that. It's like this Browning of America is the real deal. They're like, wait a minute, wait. Christopher Columbus didn't discover America, huh? George Washington really didn't cut down a cherry tree, the whole nine. This isn't our country. People were here before it was discovered. Oh, everything. The 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 car is coming off the wheels. You know what I'm saying? You know what I hear from certain white people, surprisingly. But, you know, on the topic of slavery, yeah. that well, what about your own peoples? <laughs> yeah. Your own peoples enslaved your peoples too. I mean, they always say that. And I'm over here like, uh... yeah. Quick history lesson on that. Uh, by the way, that is true. Uh, the first slaves, uh, the enslaved that were brought over here to America, were sold into enslavement. That's true. They were the the robbers, the stealers, the murderers, and so on and so forth. But here's the problem. Uh, the white people came over here and they started working over here with the, that few that they had. And they said, we need more. <laughs> we need far more than what we've got. And that's when they just went over there and started taking our people from the African countryside. That's what happened. You know, this revisionist history that's happening all the time is really starting to bother me. And that's why uh, critical race theory is being pushed back like crazy in these schools. They don't want the real story being told because these white kids in class will be sitting next to us going, wow, we are foul, huh? And little Johnny be like, hell yeah. <laughs> but how long has that taken? I mean, we've been learning about slavery for some decades, though. So just now white people are starting to feel some kind of way. I'd like to think they was already feeling some kind of way. I mean, Yeah, but the advent of the internet took place, what, ooh, 90s, early 90s, early to mid-90s? Something like that. It hasn't been long that the internet's been available. Now that we got this so-called information superhighway and everybody's starting to learn more information, right, we used to right. get our information from, you remember you used to go to the library and yep. get an Encyclopedia Britannica? Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only way we had information back in the day. Now that everybody is becoming more informed with right. the advent of the internet, man, right. you can't hide anymore. True. It's impossible to hide. And uh, critical race theory is coming to schools. Liberalism is undefeated. I've said it multiple times on this show. It's got to Give it time. It's coming. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Discussing how mental health is mental wealth with some of the queens in our community. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about, y'all. We know you have options, but thank you, thank you for making the best choice. The only station in L.A. of the people, by the people, for the people. We are unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. 
Y'all know what I'm talking about. Days with Tanny Morrison came in LA Talk 1580, man. It, it looks like you've come over to the good side, huh, Andy? Now, you recognizing the power that tri-case you. Man, I used to sing in a gospel choir, so, you know, I appreciate gospel. I was raised in the church. But you didn't know about love theory until last week. Let's keep it real. I didn't know about it, but, man, Kirk Franklin always comes through <laughs> with the bangers, man. Shout out to Kirk Franklin, man. But I needed that, though. I felt, you know, I suggested to play that song. I just, I needed that within my spirit, you know what I mean? You know, you're not the only one. I don't know uh, what's going on today, man. There's a few ladies in my DMs right now saying they need this conversation today. They need to hear this today. Right. Did, did everybody have a bad weekend or something? There's something in the water. Yeah. Well, a lot of death, too, you know. Yeah. I mean, if you listen to Tavis, you know, there was a couple people that passed away uh, within the entertainment industry. Um, Bob Saget Bob Saget, man, that was my guy. Danny Tanner. What is up? The first Golden State Warriors fan, too, by by the way. Remember that? The first one. He was it? Look at those old shows. I'm not saying he was the first in history. I'm saying he was the only one representing back on that show back in the day. Mr. Cooper was, too. Oh, Cooper was. That's right. What, <laughs> were they on at the same time or what? I don't know. They were both part of TGIF at one point, right? I want to I don't think Hanging with Mr. Cooper ever was. It was Family Matters. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, I forgot that whole <laughs> That was my show, though. That first, was, first of all, Full House was 8 o'clock. Yeah. 8.30 my, was Family Matters. It was. Yeah, you were right. right. <laughs> 9 o'clock. Come on now. You know what I'm saying? I'm let 9 you know o'clock was what? Was it Home Improvement? No, uh-huh. it no Home Improvement wasn't no Friday night. What was on What was on the 9 o'clock on TGI? Oh, um, Boy Meets World was 9.30. Boy Meets Remember Boy Meets? Okay, oh, so what was Dinosaurs. Come on, Dinosaurs on, was Not for the a short one. time. Wasn't on there for too long. What Ooh, about, uh, that broken. was that, that was that Just the Ten of Us was on there for a little while. Remember that show? And, uh, what was on at 9 o'clock? Somebody call and check me. I don't, I don't remember. Growing Pains? No, that wasn't. Nah, yeah, that's, that's before TGIF, man. Mm. Yeah, TGI, bro. That was throwback. What will we do, baby, <laughs> without us? Uh-huh. What will we do, baby, without us? That was uh, Denise Williams and who sang that theme song? Remember? Denise Williams and, God, who was that? James Ingram? I got to look up who I'm sang the theme song to Google that. Who sang the theme song to uh, Growing Pains? And it ain't no nothing we can love it. Probably was his son, Robin Thicke. No, Who knows? Robin, <laughs> Robin Flickman Burgers in McDonald's right now. Um, <laughs> when we come forward, <laughs> we'll take some more of your phone calls if you're still there. Middays with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580, where Black Lives Matter. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. Turn that off. Man, that is the whitest theme song of all time. I need like a mayonnaise sandwich after that song. What a- <laughs> I used to watch all them white shows too. I did too, but nowadays it gotta be black Okay, <laughs> so what what show was What Will We Do, Baby? Without us. What who what song is that? That sounds so familiar. What will we do, baby? We gotta Google that. What will we do, babe? Oh, what's his name? Um, um, and I could be wrong. What's Balky? Uh, uh, no, that's uh, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you're talking about uh, camera. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Somebody check me in my DMs. What, what will we do, baby? We just gotta Google it. We know the answer. True that. All right, check Google it out. After the top of the hour with news and traffic, believe it or not, we'll get back on track here. All right, because we're discussing mental health as mental wealth with some of our queens that are misrepresenting themselves as being failures when you're not. All right? 
trying to cheer you up a little bit today, but also have a very serious discussion. Because it seems like, just judging by the people in the threads, people in my DMs, that there's a lot of queens struggling today. I don't know what happened over the weekend. But I'm hoping that uh, I can make you smile just a little bit today, perhaps make you think and uh, give you some valuable information. If you are having some internal issues, maybe you could seek out some professional help. I'm hoping I can help you there. 1-800-920-1580, 1-800-920-1580. Here is news and traffic. I will see you on the other side. This is Middays with Danny Morrison for your Monday. KBLA Talk 1580. Stay there. KBLA 1580 Santa Monica. Uh, watch the sha la la la, watch. Oh, come on, you don't know nothing about it. You don't know nothing You should say that word for word, huh, bro? That Hater. is the bu- You know what I might do on Friday? I don't know if I, I, don't know if I can put it all together. What are the top seven theme songs, TV theme songs of all time? We should do like a fun Flex Friday. Yeah. The top seven, we'll do black TV themes show songs of all time. I think I already know what number one is. What's number one? Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <sighs> Who does not know that? I'm not saying everybody don't know. Okay. <laughs> I think the Jeffersons might have Ooh, something to say about, about that. Oh, moving on up. Uh, I didn't think about it. I'm just saying. I, the Jeffersons, what? No, no, I'm, I'm with you. I'm just saying. I feel you. That's tough to beat. But I might do that. We'll see how the week goes. That'll be a fun show for Flex Friday. By the way, I want to give a shout-out to Latrice Jameson and Monique Brown uh, for blazing me up and my DMs and letting me know. Monique Brown said, Family Ties, Denise Williams and Johnny Mathis. They also had another song called Too Much Too Little Too Late to Ever Try Again. Tanya George said, Danny, sang it. I can't sing. Told you I'm Luther Vandross on the toilet and Teddy Pendergrass in the shower. I'm nice in the bathroom. Y'all should, the acoustics in there. Whew. Simon Cowell be up sitting on the toilet watching me. That was absolutely glorious, Mr. Molson. Thank you, sir. Can we get back to it? <laughs> We're discussing how mental health is mental wealth and how some of our queens are misrepresenting themselves as being failures when they may be struggling with their mental health. Instead, on an extremely serious note, let's get back on topic here. I do have a female friend that has been struggling with her mental health for years. Matter of fact, trying to get her to call in. She's uh, considered committing suicide, but her son just so happened to walk in and stop her from doing it. That divine intervention saved her life. Trying to get her to call the program with some added perspectives because I'm not doing it any justice. Because I want her to assist like any woman that may be contemplating hurting themselves as well. Look, I could sit on this microphone and give my opinion on this subject, and I could also have a medical professional come onto the show and discuss things, too. But I've always felt I want real discussions with real people in real time that pushes the reality of the situation far more. Because for those that missed it, there was a tweet on the KBLA socials currently that says, quote, My therapist said something in our last session that I can't get out of my head. Black women don't often realize that they're struggling with depression or anxiety. Instead, they think they're failing, end quote. And that is so true. I always reference my mother in these situations because she's the closest black woman that I saw struggling with her mental health the entire time we were growing up. Look, when you're a kid, go back with me for a second. You tend to get mad at your mother. A lot of us grew up in single-parent homes. 
and you get mad at your mother because you see some of your friends with moms that were doing things that you never even thought possible. Moms that are out there dating, you know, and moms that are fully engaged in their children's lives, and moms that are self-sufficient, and the, the home during holiday seasons, you know, Christmas and Thanksgiving, even Halloween. Mom's house was ground zero. All the kids would come over, all the uncles and aunties, everybody be drinking and eating and watching football at mama's house. And I'd be looking at my mama going, what? Why well, ain't got that from my mama, man? What's the deal? You know? But the older I got, I started to realize that my mom was damaged, man. Depressed. And it's not that she didn't want to do all that stuff. But she was ill-equipped, if you will, mentally and emotionally, to complete the task. My so-called father had really done damage to her confidence. Allow me to blast him for a second, okay? Because he had really, like, she didn't, have, she didn't have the confidence to do the things that I always thought that she should be doing. But as an adult, you realize that your mom did the best she possibly could do. With very little mental health resources at her disposal. Let me tell you guys a little quick story real quick. My father, okay? My father was with my mom. You know, he was in the military. He was a Marine. And he and my mom were together for a number of years. And... The entire side of my mother's side of the family, Aunt Linda and Uncle Irwin, I know y'all listening. God bless y'all. They all moved to Los Angeles, right? All grew up in Bakersfield, but most of my family is here in Los Angeles, at least the mother's side of my family. My father's side is in North Carolina, right? My mother stayed in Bakersfield. Why? Because that's where my father was. So my mother and my father were together. They had three children. I'm the third of six. They would have three more children after the divorce. Okay? Why? Because after I was born, my father would then leave my mom and basically take his best friend's wife and marry her. Then, while being married to another woman, his best friend's woman, would come back and have three more children with my mother after the divorce. While married to another woman. Yeah. My mother was infatuated with this man. Still is, by the way infatuated, gave her heart to this man, treated her like crap, cheated on her all the time. And I used to just go, what's, what's the deal? But still, when my father came around, he was Superman to me. Superman. Isn't it amazing how when you're growing up, you watch your mother struggling. She's struggling emotionally. She's struggling financially. She's going through all kinds of stuff, just trying to keep her head above water. My father could come up in with a cape on. No matter how badly he's treating your mama, no matter how much of an absentee father he is, the minute he walks in the door, he's Clark Kent. And you as a child don't understand it. All you know is daddy here. Because all my friends in the neighborhood didn't have daddy around. So I'm like, my father's here. That green Cadillac Seville that's parked out front, my father's here. Y'all ain't got no daddies. But what I didn't know this entire time, while my father was married to another woman, had other children, had a whole entire other family on the other side of town. Was coming and making sure my mother would never move on with her life. Made sure he kept her, pardon the phrase, barefoot and pregnant. On purpose. And it worked. My mother wasn't trying to see nobody. My entire adolescence, my mother dated one guy, a white man. Dated that cat for like two weeks. My father found out she dumped that guy immediately. 
<laughs> yeah, we did. We had a white dude in our neighborhood. We had a predominant. It wasn't a predominantly black neighborhood. It was a charcoal black neighborhood. And that white dude came in. He had a little cul-de-sac on top of his head. <laughs> his name was Alton Whitehead. I'm not making it up. Alton. I'm not making this up. Swear to God. He was a white, white man, too, man. He could have been on the cast of Friends, man. He was so white. Okay. But uh, my father found out. I never forget it. We were chilling. How we doing on time? I'll finish my story. We were, we were chilling, and my father comes in, and he was trying to like you know make advances at my mother as we're all sitting there, and she told him she's got herself a man now. This dude lost his mind. We watched my father embarrass himself, upset. My father, my mother was finally we thought moving on with her life, but so my father goes out to his car and says, "Send my kids out here." I want to talk to my kids individually. Send my kids out. I got something to tell them. So my, my older sister, I told this story uh, the first couple weeks I was on the show here. Well, my older sister goes out there, and me and my sister Mia, who's right above me, you know, we're in the window watch. <sighs> What's he going to do something? If he, if he do something, we're going to go out there. We're going to stop him. <sighs> I can look at him. Is he, is he going to hit her? So my sister comes inside, and she's crying, and she goes into her bedroom slams the door. My sister Mia goes out there, and I'm watching from the window by myself. <sighs> if he go out there, I'm like seven. <gasps> if he goes to do anything to my sister, I'm going to go out there, and I'm going to regulate him, tell My sister comes in upset, just furious. I hate him so much. I hate him. I can't stand him. I can't stand him. Goes to her room. Boom. Slams door. Guess whose turn it was? Yeah, boy. So I go out there. Now, I'm just a little seven-year-old nappy-haired kid. You know what I'm saying? from the neighborhood. You know, just happy that a father was even there. I know he was barely there, but just the fact that he was there, I was just so happy. And I know that he was mad at my mom and they were having their adult issues and we do that from time to time. We adults bring children into our adult business, which we should never do by the way, but we do. And my mother and father who had all kinds of mental health issues still do by the way. And they are battling in front of us. So I go out there, slowly. You know, you do a little, little shuffle walk. I was like, I don't even want to get in this car. He's going to hit me. My daddy's going to hit me for allowing a white man in this house. So I get in the car. He had a long green Cadillac Seville. Y'all remember those? And I get in and I sit down and I close the door behind me and I look up at my father, who I thought was Clark Kent, Superman, the biggest man ever, the most important man in my life, the man I wanted to emulate when I got older because he looked like freaking uh, uh, Landau Calrissian from, from Star Wars. Billy D. Williams, like my my dad is a good looking dude, like real talk. I look up at him, seven years old, nappy head, look up at him. And he goes, seeing that your mama wanna get herself a boyfriend. From this point on, you are no longer my son. Tells a seven year old kid that. And I was frozen, I didn't even cry. Like I, and when I got in the house, I was a mess. That's what my mother was going through. And even today, my mother, oh, I just wanna, I wanna choke my mama sometime. <laughs> don't you just wanna choke your mama sometime? Shut up, mama! Come on now, let's keep it, come on. Andy, don't you leave me out here by myself. Don't you leave me out here by myself! You be getting sick of your mama too. I'm leaving you hanging on that one. <laughs> as irritated as I get with my mom, I'm walking away. You never wished your mama dead when you were a teenager? Nah, keep it real, am I, don't nah, y'all leave me out here by myself. Nah. Don't y'all leave me out here by myself. My pops, yeah, but oh. not moms. Mom's just too sweet for me. All right. You left me out of the myself. <laughs> Sorry, brother. <laughs>
My point is, you got to give your mama grace. And my dad some. Not a lot, but some. And I despise my mom for a lot of the things growing up. And as I'm getting older, I'm getting more educated. I'm you know, starting to learn more about mental health and how it impacts us as a people. Man, you just, as much as you hate your parents right now, I'm here to tell you, they didn't know what the hell they were doing a lot of the time. And didn't have resources to make themselves better. It's not their fault. It's not. Imagine going through the civil rights movement. Imagine us living in Bakersfield, which is one of the most racially segregated cities in the country. And also trying to navigate through a relationship. It's a lot, man. With no resources available. So, I've changed. I have. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. When we come forward, we'll take some more of your phone calls. Uh, we got a seven series, a very important seven series. Uh, and I've got some house cleaning we still got to do. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. We're Black Lives Matter. Build Black Better. Better. Tweet it. Tell it. L.A. finally has a black-owned talk radio station. And it's unapologetically progressive. KBLA Talk 1580. Father's Talk Radio. The conversation with Danny Morrison continues right now. Right now. Yeah, man. These days with Danny Morrison on KBLA Talk 1580. Uh, we're discussing the Queens today, mental health, mental wealth. And stop thinking that you're failing out there. You're not. Yeah, there's a ton of African-American women that are going through exactly what you're going through. The pandemic has a lot to do with it. Society has a lot to do with it. The culture has a lot to do with it. A lot of it is something that you can't even control. So why are you stressing yourself out over something that you have no control over? You don't. It's just some house cleaning. We'll get back into it. huh? Danny Mo Show podcast officially back live. Middays with Danny Morrison now streaming on demand through all socials and the KBLA Talk 1580 website via Futuri Media. Follow me on all socials right now, y'all. I'd appreciate it. At Danny Mo Show. Facebook Instagram, and Twitter to see the daily streaming links posted for each episode of this broadcast in podcast form. Uh, the episodes are also uploaded to the Middays with Danny Morrison page on the KBLA app and also the KBLA website for easier access. I got an email just this morning that literally all of my episodes are up. All of them. This week, I'm not sure it's up yet because <laughs> we just started. But uh, <laughs> all of the episodes are up. So if you want to check them out while you're at the gym, cleaning up around the house, traveling, whatever, all right? It's the perfect accompaniment for whatever you're doing. Like I said last week, you want to make love with me in the background? Do it! It will enhance the experience. It's the, it's the Danny Moe Show podcast. Andy, it can happen! <laughs> it can happen! I think you too, you, you too energetic. <laughs> you too loud, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> For the mood to be set right, you know? <laughs> I'd be like, bro, you need to do a little something different up in yeah. there. But that's just me. No, I'm playing. I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> you want to check him out yourself, huh? It's the Danny Mo Show podcast, now streaming on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. On the KBLA app and the KBLA website, too. Powered by Smiley Audio Media by way of Futuri Media from KBLA Talk 1580. We got a lot to stream about. Y'all know how we do. Also... Uh, uh, social, speaking of socials, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, our growth is because of you. We need that to continue in 2022. Like, share, 
comment, follow. Most importantly, tell your friends and family to do the same. We would appreciate it. And while you're at it, tell them to download the new KBLA app, which is really catching some traction. Like, wow, crazy how many people are checking out our app. Do the same iOS or Android. It don't even matter. It's the new KBLA app from us. By the way, use that open mic feature on our app as well. You can say anything about this show, any of the shows on this network, and uh, we just might play it on the air or just an opinion. Anything you want to say inside that open mic feature, we might play on the air. It's the KBLA app exclusively. KBLA Talk 1580. You got a lot to talk about. And one more thing on a side note. I got to get love to the queen. Can we give love to Dominique Dupreme? Is that is that something we can do right now, Andy? Let's give her some love. Let's, Dominique, we just want to give her love. The 2022 Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Legacy Awards and Benefit Gala. It is going down. And uh, our queen, Miss Dominique de Prima, she is, she is uh, the recipient of the Drum Major for Justice Award for that. And it says here, uh, let me see, by the SCLC of Southern California under the direction of Pastor William Smart, the Southern C Christian Leadership Conference of Southern California is continuing the important civil rights work of its founder, Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Each year, the organization chooses one person on which to bestow this prestigious award in honor of Dr. King to commend activism that embodies the spirit of the SCLC. KBLA Morning Drive host Dominique DePrima will be recognized as the SCLC annual MLK virtual gala on Sunday, January 16th at 4 p.m., streaming on Facebook Live at SCLC SoCal. Congratulations, Dominique, and happy King Day from all of us at KBLA Talk 1580, the Queen. Love it. Congratulations, Queen. Wow. Dominique DePrima is amazing. You know, real quick story, we'll get back into it. When I got into KBLA, I heard Dominique was, you know, might be joining us. I heard, like, rumors and stuff. You know, Dominique, Do Dominique DePrima going to be on KBLA? And you have, uh, you have preconceived notions about people. Because Dominique is big time. You know, she'll never admit that. She's one of the most humble people I've ever met in my life. As a matter of fact, I told her I'm going to drag her into the light in 2022. Anything I can do, I'm going to help. Were you aware of her um, in Bakersfield? Yeah. Okay. Of Come on, man. Of course. I, you know, I forget she's from the base. Yeah, yeah. man. Okay. But uh, when I got here, I was thinking that she might have a little bit of attitude. She might be a little cocky because she's Dominique DePrima. Man, I'm telling you, Dominique DePrima is one of the nicest people. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that. I know it's cliche to say that about people. She is literally one of the nicest people and gives me all kinds of good advice because she knows I'm new to Los Angeles and tells me where I should go, what I should do, what I, who I could get with, et cetera, et cetera. And I just want y'all to know, uh, rest assured that Dominique DePrima is the real deal on mic and off. So I am honored to call her a colleague here at KBLA, and I'm so excited that she's receiving that award because she deserves so many more, and I have a sense that many more come. All right. Can we get back into it? Let's get it in. We're discussing how mental health is mental wealth and how some of our queens are misrepresenting themselves as being failures when they may be struggling with their mental health instead. So uh, I want to know if, uh, queens, are you relating to what I am talking about today? The callers have already shown that, yes, you are, but I've also got people in my DMs saying the exact same thing. And uh, do you suffer from anxiety? Huh? I have a friend that suffers from anxiety and like he will be at uh, an intersection, right? And there'll be a bunch of cars around waiting to go. 
and the light will turn green. He can't pull into the intersection until other cars do it first. His anxieties are so high, other cars have to go first. I have another friend that cannot sit in a restaurant. Can't. Get in there, it's so congested. There's so many people. There's so much activity going on in the building. He won't go. I can say, I'm paying. Still won't go. So anxiety is a real thing. And some people try to downplay it. And another kind of uh, snippet on what I'm talking about here. Uh, back in my hometown, I used to bring all these rappers on to rap on the air and play their music, and I'd interview them over the air. And uh, I'd say 80% of the cats that came in smelled like marijuana. Why are you laughing at that? <laughs> Why are you I'm, la- I'm just not surprised. <laughs> 80% of them came in. Yeah. So, you know, I started noticing a trend because, you know, number one, I ain't trying to smell weed all the time. I don't smoke, so I don't smell it at all. However... I just like, why does everybody come in this smell like weed? So I start asking people, like, well, what's up? He's, oh, you didn't notice I've been in a parking lot for an hour in the car smoking up because there's no way I could come in here without smoking before. There's no, there's no way. I, it, my anxieties were through the roof. And a number of cats told me the same thing. So I think that's more prevalent in the black community than we're willing to admit. These cats are medicating themselves because they have anxieties or pain or whatever. I think a lot of them can't admit to the fact that it's anxiety the reason why, you know, they're smoking. Some people just think, oh, we're just doing it, you know, recreationally, having fun. But no, at the end of the day, you're doing it because you're trying to calm down, Mm -hmm. trying to relax. Mm -hmm. That's one of the reasons why they can't come in because they're probably it was probably a nerve wracking space for them. It was so. I mean, rapping live on the air, you don't know if you're going to mess up, get your rhymes. And I get it. It is a really, really tough spot to be in. But you also don't want your public knowing that you are a rapper that's getting nervous. You can't let them know that you're in the parking lot, you know, trying to prepare for the moment. It's a major moment, man. All the Central Cali's listening. So it's just like, I don't want to go in there. So you just outside praying and smoking at the same time. (laughs) Puff, puff, pass with with Jesus. You can't. <laughs> can't mix the two. Or can you? I don't know. But uh <laughs> but yeah, so there's a lot of guys out there that are medicating themselves and anxiety is a real thing. So if you're an African American woman and you're suffering from anxiety, uh you probably should find some way to combat that. I'm not advocating for smoking weed to do it, but I'm also not saying you shouldn't. I I'm not one I'm not a doctor. Not a psychologist, psychiatrist, or any of, anything of that sort. You got to do what you got to do to find some balance in your life. Don't let anybody tell you that one way is wrong and one way is right. Do what's best for you, your family, everybody. Because we need you healthy in 2022. Those kids need you. Your job needs you. Your family, your extended family needs you. I know it's difficult sometimes. Because I bet, put your hand out right now, if you have had... A breakdown, late at night, fetal position, crying in your bed in the last six months. Yeah. I know. I know. Especially with the pandemic. I know. Especially with the deteriorating relationship you've got. I know. That job with that boss that you can't stand. That boss that's half your age be bossing you around like you got a tail. I know. I know them kids. Them kids be driving you crazy sometimes. I know. (laughs) 
So you be in bed crying, praying, crying, praying, crying, praying, and crying. It's tough. But I'm here to tell you, it's, it's, it's always darkest before the dawn and God is real. You're going to get through this, queen. I promise you, you're going to get through this. And your test will be a testimony real soon. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. News and traffic now. Middays with Danny Morrison. KBLA Talk 1580. Don't move. Middays with Danny Morrison continues when we come forward. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. Talking about all the queens out there that are on fire for 2022. Talking about your mental health. Talking about your physical health, too. Talking about whether or not you are prepared, huh? And the most important part of this entire thing is whether or not you have identified whether or not you need help. We talked about in the last hour how everybody tries to be a strong black woman, right? I'm strong. I'm the strongest in my family. I'm the rock of the family. I've heard that so many times. You ain't got to be that. This facade that we put up in the black community that we're supposed to be this, we're supposed to be that. Same goes with us kings out there. We can't cry ever. We can't cry. I get jokes in my DMs all the time. They go, you cry every week on that show. I do. I do. I turned 40 and everything changed. My somebody the chemi- chemistry in my body just changing out. I, I cry at freaking cereal commercials. I cry. <laughs> but I ain't got no problems showing my emotions either. And nobody out there is gonna tell me just because I'm a black man, a grown black man, that I can't show emotion. I think we gotta stop pushing that narrative to these young kings out there. Show your emotions. Be in touch with your emotions. And as far as the queens are concerned, you ain't always got to be the strongest in the family. It's okay to say, I need some help. I do. When you're going through whatever crisis that you're going through in your life. I'm going to give you some proof. Let's go to the phones. We got Sherelle. My girl Sherelle's on the phone right now. Sherelle's famous fried chicken. <laughs> give me your height, your color, and your hood, queen. Come on. All right. Five, six, uh, caramel, and Gardena. Gardena checking in. Drop that. Then. Yay, yay. All right. Tell them how it's done. <laughs> Tell them how it's done now. I know. So here you go. You're balancing a business. You're balancing a family. You're balancing just trying to have some peace and and tranquility in your life. Tell the lovely ladies out there, how do you do it? Woo. So I had to break down and and become extremely humble. I had to, you know, just take take those layers off and say, you know what? Okay, I'm, I'm a little flawed, but what can I do to help myself? What can I do to make myself a better family person, a better team player? I had to get out of myself to be myself. So that, that's what I did. I, I combined, we have family talks. Um, we go on family trips. Um, so just just getting that strength back of having family, that family unit. You know, whereas we were taught, okay, you need to be that strong woman. You need to take care of your kids. You need to do all of that. And that's okay, but we do have breaking points. Yes, mm. we do. And so, uh, so those things, the family, uh, exercise, setting goals, make you a better person. And reach back and help somebody else. You know, don't, don't think this world is strictly just you. It's, it's about all of us. We, it takes a village. Mm. It takes a village. Sherelle, tell me so, about, you don't have to give too many details, because I know everybody's had a male and female. Tell us about that moment mm-hmm. where you had the breakdown i spoke a few minutes ago how we've all had that moment where we're in a fetal position crying in our beds at night tell us about that moment and what you did to overcome it 
Oh, boy. Uh, I've had a few. So the first one I had was when I was a very young, young lady, um, about 18 years old, and I didn't know what to do. I just totally, like you said, just said, God, what do I do? And God answered, and he said, you know, here, I'm going to bring you over here. You need to get close to uh, this person, that person, and just relearn how to be a young lady, how to be a proud black woman. So, yeah, I've had a few breakdowns, and I've and I've had professional therapy as well. Mm. So it takes a lot to, to get to a place where you have peace in your heart, you know? And I, I say it, it takes a humbling. God has a way of humbling us and breaking us down and say, you know what, you have to depend on me. Nobody else. Nobody else but me. Mm, that's a nugget right there. Queen, I appreciate you real <laughs> fast. Sherelle's famous fried chicken. When you getting back on track? You said in January, right? Um, we are um getting it together. We're we're waiting. Uh I think this is, you know, something that uh like I said, we're working on and we will definitely let you know what what we're gonna do and when. We look forward to that. And you guys, thank you so much for uh, lifting us up. No, thank you for bringing that food down you did a couple of weeks ago. I was like <laughs> mealing up in here. I said, y'all going to have the rolls in the butter too? Stop it. <laughs> Woo! Well, I hope, I hope you all enjoyed it. And, and like I said, it was from the heart. We, we, we really love what you're doing to the community. Uh, we appreciate you on behalf of the whole family down there. We appreciate you. Thank you, Queen. Have a blessed one, okay? You as well. Bye-bye. Love her and love me some famous fried chicken. Did you get any? Um, was it nothing but wings? Uh, I don't know. I think I remember just eating wings. Yeah. Okay, I remember a couple weeks ago with some chicken here by the time I came. So, did you get any? Of course, I what? <laughs> of course, you know, it's chicken my favorite food. <laughs> is chicken your favorite? It food? It is my favorite food. It doesn't matter whether it's fried, stewed, smoked, uh, boiled. <laughs> You need to expand your horizons. Broiled. You need to see more of the world. So well, stop. Know. What, what you Chicken. Mean? You better get into the pasta class, man. Pasta is Daddy, life. Well, what did I bring to you? Oh, that's right. What am I talking about? I'm talking Come to on. you. Come on. See, I'm. I'm. If you ask me what my favorite food is, I'm gonna be in the. <laughs> I'm gonna be pasta, seafood somewhere up in there. What type of pasta? Usually, I want to go with some fettuccine. Alfredo? For, definitely Alfredo. You know, I might throw some, you know, some chicken and some shrimp up in that bad boy, throw a little bit of broccoli. You can make my, my life really good. You need to expand your pasta horizon. Wait, 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 wait. Tell me real quick. I'm just saying, though. Come on. Fettuccine Alfredo, that, I swear. They talk about black people and chicken. Yeah. When it comes to pasta, yeah. it's always black people and fettuccine Alfredo. Usually. Usually. I mean, I never hear no lasagna. I like lasagna. Okay. All right. You just asked me what my favorite was. You right. You right. I'm just, (laughs) I could go down spaghetti. I could linguine. We could do the whole thing. I was at Olive Garden a couple weeks ago and I ordered something different. It was like this pasta crepe situation. Nice. Where the, you know, where the the dough. Uh Uh-huh. Would was pasta, but it was thin and it had chicken inside. What? It was pretty good, and it was like doused with like Alfredo sauce. It was pretty good. Eight hundred and seventy-five dollars. What it cost? Fifteen dollars. <laughs> That's not bad. Olive Garden can't beat it. Usually, I go to Olive Garden. It's like, man, can I take out a loan before I go up in there? Y'all got a layaway plan for some for some pasta? That's right. <laughs> Let's get into our seventh series though. Muy importante. I told you, I can't take credit for this one because I use. I used this meme that I lifted from Twitter a few months ago and posted it on my socials accordingly. I don't quite know who the author of the meme is, but it garnered some great responses and even 
implored a couple people to seek out help regarding their mental health after reading it. So considering the topic of conversation today, I felt it was the perfect content to bring to you today. My seven series is actually eight today. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. You probably should seek professional help if you feel yourself starting to drift into a bad place, but I might be able to help you recognize the warning signs to help you make the most important decision to make that call. Ride with me throughout the show, okay? Muy importante, seven series, eight series today. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. You want to add to the discussion in these last 15 minutes, you know what to do. 1-800-920-1580. 1-800-920-1580. Eight warning signs that you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Here's number one. You are easily irritated. Oh, man. Do you find yourself being angry with people just like real short with them and snippy for no reason? Sometimes you even got to apologize. Like, I am so sorry. I'm like really a jerk today. Ready to leave social engagements early out of frustration for no reason. Short patience may be a sign, y'all. If you are just always on edge, always just short with people, you're easily irritated. And that is the first warning sign that you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. How we doing on time? Up against it? Give me number two and I'll get out of here. Let me see. Number two, you feel completely unmotivated even to do the things that you normally enjoy. Without mentioning any names, I got a female friend that told me that over Christmas vacation, she didn't leave the house. Think about that for a minute. Her family's in Sacramento. She stayed in SoCal for Christmas and didn't leave the house for a full week. She was like, I'm proud of myself. And I said, that's not healthy, sweetie. Never leaving the doors of your home for a full week isn't a victory. That's misery. You feel completely unmotivated even to do the things you normally enjoy. Okay? That's the second warning sign. You're mentally and emotionally exhausted. More on the other side. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Be sure to follow and subscribe to all our socials at KBLA Talk 1580 on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Stay in touch with us by downloading the all-new KBLA Talk 1580 app on your smartphone. Carry the combo wherever you go. And keep it locked to the only talk station that gives you a voice. KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Let's get back to the 7 Series on Middays with Danny Morrison. Middays with Danny Morrison, KBLA Talk 1580 inside the 7 Series right now, which is 8 today. 8 warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Number 1 is you're easily irritated. Number 2 is you feel completely unmotivated even to do the things you normally enjoy. Here's number 3. You're experiencing anxiety or panic attacks. I've never experienced one. But I know people who have. I told you earlier, I know a person that has panic attacks and won't pull into an intersection until another car goes first. And I also told you I know another who can't sit in confined spaces and refuses to go to restaurants. If you show those signs, you should probably seek out some help. Because why not? I got friends that tell me, I want some help, but I ain't getting on no medication. I go, I don't know what options are available to you, but you should seek out a professional to find out. Maybe all you need is counseling. Maybe all you need is a little bit of therapy. Who knows? But they may prescribe you something that may help. Why not look into it? That's all I'm saying. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Here's number four. 
You're having trouble sleeping. Either it takes you hours to fall asleep or your sleep is broken all throughout the night. Look, my hand is up right now. That is my life. That ain't... <laughs> That's me from since I was a teenager. All right? I'm always mentally exhausted, okay? But my body doesn't know anything else. I work 10 to 12 hours a day, real talk. And when I do have time off, my body won't even allow me to rest. And I try and I try. They say the most creative people don't sleep. And I'm tell I must be pretty darn creative. <laughs> I don't know what sleep is. <laughs> so if you're having trouble sleeping, there is something amiss, though. All right? And uh, that is the fourth warning sign. You're mentally and emotionally exhausted. By the way, off topic, Paul C. Jamal Williams just told me pasta sauce wise, try pesto is what he just told me. You agree? <laughs> I rock with pesto. Pesto's he, cool. He just told me that in my DMs. I got you, King. Appreciate that, man. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Here's number five. You have almost no patience and you find yourself being short with colleagues and with your family. Are you just never in the mood to wait? Like ever. It's like theme parks and restaurants and movie theater lines. And are you always aggressive with people that are asking you to do so? That's an issue. Like you just ain't never got the time. You ain't never trying to wait in no line. And you snippy with everybody, your colleagues at work and school and everybody. That's not normal. You're not just having a bad day. You might be going through a bad life at the moment. Go and seek somebody out. We got to get past the stigma of not wanting to ever go to the doctor because that means I'm crazy. That means I'm wrong with me. I don't want them people talking. I don't want my family thinking something wrong with me. We got to get past that. In 2022, can we get past that? Or try to? Here's number six of the warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. You're experiencing indigestion. You have a low-grade stomach ache all the time or feel like there's butterflies in your stomach. Y'all felt that? Huh? I felt it all the time. Not just when Janet Jackson's about to come on the TV. I, I feel that. But, <laughs> but have you felt that? How's your belly right now? Do you feel nauseous all the time? Queasy for no reason? Huh? No matter what you eat, even when you don't eat, you always got that feeling in your stomach, huh? That could be a sign that you have other issues going on. And they could be mentally and emotionally connected. Never assume when it comes to your body. I know we as African-Americans, you know, this whole COVID thing, we don't want to go to the doctor for anything. I'm here to tell you, why not? Just go check it out. Just see what's up. We got to get past that. That queen that called a few weeks ago, man, that went to the doctor. As a matter of fact, you were in here that one day. When she said, I'm going to the doctor, I'm telling you, almost brought me to tears. I posted it on my social. She kept her promise to me, went to the doctor, was in a hospital bed, getting treatment for everything that she said that she had. We got to be able to have the conversations and tell our mothers, fathers, grandmothers, grandfathers, and ourselves, got to get to the doctor for our mental and or physical health in 2022. Please. When we come forward, we will finish out the list and finish out the show. This is Middays with Danny Morrison, where Black Lives Matter, y'all. Making your middays meaningful. More of Danny Morrison straight ahead. No matter what we come in for, Target makes it easy to leave with more of what we value. Come in for black-owned coffee. Leave with change in your hands. Come in for healthier snacks. Leave feeling more fulfilled. Come in for affordable lotion. 
leave feeling like a million bucks. When we bring home more of what really matters, we can find better days within our reach. At Target, what we value most shouldn't cost more. We're listening around the clock. Around the clock. Around the clock. And your time to be heard is right now. Now. Right now. Welcome back to KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Midday's Danny Moss KBLA Talk 1580. Let's finish out this eight series today. Eight warning signs you're mentally and emotionally exhausted. Number one is you are easily irritated. Number two is you feel completely unmotivated even to do the things that you normally enjoy. Number three is you're experiencing anxiety or panic attacks. Number four, you're having trouble sleeping. Either it takes you hours to fall asleep or your sleep is broken all throughout the night. Number five. You have almost no patience, and you find yourself being short with colleagues and family. Number six, you're experiencing indigestion. You have low-grade stomachache all the time. I feel like there's butterflies in your stomach. Here's number seven. You're crying unexpectedly all the time. Man, if that ain't a telltale sign, I don't know what is. It's self-explanatory, man. If you find yourself getting emotional at the drop of a hat, there are other issues at play. You might have some things going on in your life that are just too stressful. But you know what? If you're just crying for no reason and you can't necessarily pinpoint why, you got to seek some help somewhere. Here's number eight, the final one. You feel detached from reality. You go through days without really emotionally responding or connecting to anything. You guys ever had those? You ever had those experiences where it's kind of like an out of life, uh, outside your body experience, right? I've been there. It's almost like you're in the twilight zone, right? Like you're, like you're a passenger in somebody else's body. That sense of detachment is a sign of a much bigger issue. You need to seek out assistance if it continues. Please. Can we do that in 2022? I am begging my audience. Y'all been riding with your boy hard over the last six months since we kicked off this broadcast on June 19th, 2021. And I'm here to tell you, it would be everything to me if I felt that we collectively could start moving the needle on going to the doctor in 2022 for mental and physical health. That would be fantastic. It's one of my initiatives on this broadcast to get us healthier mentally and physically. Yeah, we laugh. We joke. We have a good time on this broadcast. Phone calls call in. We have a great time. But beneath it all, I need us to also understand that we need to get better this year. So I'm hoping we can accomplish in 2022. Make sure you're checking out the entire lineup on this wonderful Black-owned and operated network, the only talk radio network, Black-owned, west of the Mississippi. First things first with Dominique Duprima. She's back tomorrow from 6 to 9 a.m. The Tavis Smiley Show from 9 to noon. Had a wonderful Memoriam all throughout his show today. Uh, middays right after Tavis. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show up in a few seconds here. Don Amici versus everybody with Christian Chiara, 4 to 7 p.m. Let's get intimate. Dr. Deshaunna Johnson, 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. every single week. Nine at the Prime Babylon Show, 9 p.m. to midnight, who just posted a picture with him and uh, Bob Saget. Wow, just a few minutes ago. Wow, going to miss Bob Saget for sure. Good luck. God bless. Gone. The D.L. Hughley Afternoon Show is up next. I will be back tomorrow at noon. Keep it on KBLA Talk 1580. We've got a lot to talk about. Y'all be good. You heard? KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.